Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Do you happen to have uh, pictures of how it looked when it was... There we go. Correct. So it was cracked as though something had hit it, I guess. Right, and that's how the gate was hanging when we came home. Okay, so what'd you do? This is the plaintiff, Krista. She says her landscaper of two years hit her fence post with his lawnmower, cracking it and making the gate inoperable. The defendant said he'd fire the guy who did it and offer to fix it. She didn't feel comfortable with the landscaper doing her fence work. She got an estimate. The defendant is accusing her of robbing him because it will cost $507.50 to repair. And she's suing because he refuses to pay up. This is the defendant, Cody Rolison. He says he told the plaintiff he also does fence work and would be happy to repair her fence. She initially agreed. Then a few weeks later told him she'd hired a real fence guy and presented him with an astronomical amount for the repair. The plaintiff turned into a nasty woman with him. He feels she's trying to scam him and he refuses to be scammed by anyone. He's accused of fouling up a fence. All parties, please use your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Leanne is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. Krista, tell me what happened here. Okay, last year in September, we were heading out on vacation and we texted Mr. Rollison to make sure he was coming because we hadn't heard from him. And the next day we heard from him and he said he and or his crew were at my house mowing. So that was September 20th. September 24th, we came home from vacation and our gate, the double gate was hanging off its hinges. And the post that holds the gate was cracked from the top to the bottom. So we texted pictures. Okay, let's see a picture of that. Do you happen to have uh, pictures of how it looked when it was... There we go. Correct. So it was cracked as though something had hit it, I guess. Yeah. Right, and that's how the gate was hanging when we came home. Okay, so what'd you do? We took pictures right away, and we texted them to Mr. Rollison. And his words were, he said he would replace or fix it. And I wasn't comfortable with that, being that we have three large dogs, and I wanted to make sure they were securely contained within our yard. So I well, got actually, at the beginning, from... you kind of were comfortable with that. He said he'd fix it, and but then he didn't fix it, and several weeks passed. Um, so it wasn't until a little bit later that you said, you know what, now that I think about it, I really want my fence fixed by a fence guy. Uh, actually, no. Would that be I accurate the... to say? No, I got the estimate the very next day. It was September 25th. I had contacted my fencing contractor immediately. And when he said, I can fix it, what did you say? I never said anything. I just got the estimate and sent it to him the very next day. Because I really didn't want him to fix it. Let me tell you why I'm asking that. Here's a text. 
I'll replace or fix whatever happened. Go in and fire the kid. Had a lot of problems last week. Very sorry. And then your next text is two weeks later. It's been two weeks since the fence incident. I know Krista sent you a quote from her fence guy. Oh, okay. So who's texting him now? That is my boyfriend, this Christopher. Okay. That was from Christopher. I know Krista. So you, you, according to you, you immediately sent the, the quote. And he's saying, we've heard nothing from you in two weeks. And then he says, we are willing to barter for the fence being replaced, like fall cleanup or whatever. So, Mr. Rollison, what is it that happened with this employee of yours? I... Uh, I trust him fully with my business. Uh, I let him mow all my accounts and everything. There's a misconstrue when things happen on jobs, they don't tend to tell the boss. And so when they told me that the fence was broken, my first reaction was, I will fix it, I'll replace it, we'll make it happen. I mean, I do tree work for a living, the landscaping thing, we do it all. If things break, it does happen. Nine times out of ten, the homeowner is willing to let you take care of any damages that have happened, you know, it, it's just inevitable. I'm sorry, but it happens. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's an I accident, but here's the thing. Can I ask you, did you talk to your guy and ask him, did you hit the fence? What'd he say? He kind of was like up in the air. He was in the air. Oh, I could have, I would have, maybe. I, I'm going to say probably, yes. I would say that. Okay. Just, you ended up, well, if, if not him, then who? <laughs> you ended up firing exactly, him, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, he no All right, so, for me. Yeah. So you offer to fix a fence, but she tells you from the beginning she wants a fence guy, right? That's, it, from what I remember, I, it was okay for us to fix it because I've done everything on their property for them from trees to lawn to... Yeah, I know, but fences are fences and I, landscape. Other than that they're both in the backyard, um, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean because you're good at, at uh, pruning trees that you're good at fixing fences. Have you ever fixed a fence yeah, before? I, yes, I have. I have done about eight jobs. I've totaled probably about $70,000 worth of fences um, between the past, from that job. Oh, you said 50000 like, in your answer to the complaint. Okay. Well, it's, um, and it's what would that be? That would be in now. repairs when you guys wreck it, or you actually get hired to do no. a full fencing job? Full fencing, full fencing, yes. Okay. Full fencing. We All right, so let me let me ask you this. You say that in the beginning she was willing to let you do it. How long was she yes. willing to let you do it before she decided she wasn't willing to let you do it? Uh, when it took probably about the accurate two weeks. We were really busy, and I said, okay. I'm so, try ah, to and, then, and there's the rub, right? So you had two weeks, and you didn't do it. And you could have done it, yes. which means you could have saved yep. yourself a lot of money, but you didn't get to it. She has how many dogs? Three. Three dogs. She's got a broken fence. It's not her fault. It's your guy who did it. And then you wait. You, in, in the, you should have pounced while you had the chance and fixed it yourself, which would have cost you a lot less. But now... And she says that from the beginning, she said, it really makes no difference to me. I just think it's more egregious for him if he sat on it for two weeks. But now Miss Krista wants it fixed appropriately by a fence guy. And your fence guy has given you a quote for the amount that you're suing for, 500 and some odd dollars. And you feel that that's highway robbery, correct? Guess who doesn't get to pick how it gets fixed? Well, I, I agree. I agree. I just, 
I know the materials and I know labor costs, and it does. Tell not me how add one up would. Okay, so tell me about it. Tell me how one would fix that post and then erect the fence again. You know, again because it ended up knocking the fence too. So tell me what work goes into it. Well, that that one fence post was broken, along with the hardware. I think more so what happened is the mower bumped it, and the fence is old, very old. It's probably give it about 10 years, 15 years, doesn't matter, irrelevant. But it pulled the screws out. So it really didn't break the post. I would still replace the post. We'd pull it out. We'd dig the hole, put a new bag of concrete in. So you got one four by four, uh, I'd say about eight pounds of concrete. And I was even including hardware. And I had the total of almost $60 plus a $90 hourly rate. It would take probably about 40 minutes to do. At a high end, you can see maybe $250, not $507, because the estimate that I, I saw- I love when I hear that side say, ah, it's so cheap and so easy. If it's so cheap and so easy, why didn't you do it in those two weeks, right? It was just one of those um, things where we, we were backed up. That's fine, it's fine with me, but you know, you've got to understand what that ends up meaning. All right, you've got um, the quote for doing this. Is it you or your boyfriend talking to him at this point? You can't fix it right. Are you a fencing contractor now too? Yes, wanna see? No, don't come on my property ever again. And he answers, you say so. I can't even be certain we made any damage at this point. I hope you have a big jackhammer for this job. What is that? What are you saying to her? No, so prior text before that, he was arguing with me about how it, it takes special machinery and equipment to pull I don't see out. why you would need a jackhammer to do that because he's kind of right about that. It's just, uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like when you pull a plant out of a pot that it's kind of all together. Um, but, you know, I don't see why you're whining so much about a $500 bill. It's not like she came to you with a $1,500 bill. And by the way, it's not just, um, it's not just the uh, post. It's also the fence that has to now be... I don't believe the fence is replaced. It looks just like the post in the one picture you had done. As what they asked. Yeah, but it has to be secure again. You know, there's more work than... You yeah, know, you can't with sit here hardware. and tell me... A, Right. You know, but you can't tell me how easy it's, it is to fix when you didn't fix it and she ended up hiring someone else to fix it. And now she's got to look at that. Do you have any idea how much that would bother me? If I had to look at that brand new wood next to the old weathered wood and now you got to wait like a year for them to look alike, that would bother me so much. I don't know if it would bother you. I guess there's no choice around it, but that's how it's looking. All right. Uh, I don't think that you have a very good defense, Mr. Rollison, and I don't know how you can tell her, well, I, at this point, I'm not even sure we did the damage. I uh, am looking at the evidence in this case, and I honestly don't think that $507.50 is that unreasonable. To get somebody to come to your house and spend all those hours there, it's not that unreasonable. $507.50. Verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff is going to get her money. Mr. Rollison, let me ask you, what do you think about what the judge just had to say to you and her explanation? How do you respond? Uh, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I probably should have jumped on it quicker, but at the same rate, the outcome would have been the same because they had an attitude from the get-go. So you can't please everybody. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, we did the damage, but, you know, I also didn't get the chance to fix it because back and forth, back and forth of uh, them not wanting to have me on their property.
Yeah. So well, I, that, that delay didn't fair, help but... anyway. You lost a customer out of this, you know. So in any event, that's the way it is. You got to pay her the five hundred seven dollars. Let's talk to Krista now. Krista, he's done a lot of work for you in the past. Why were you so angry with him and kicked him off of everything for you? I just really wanted to have the fence fixed by the person that I wanted to have fix it. And he really wasn't willing to work with me unless I let him fix it. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I was ready to sever the relationship and just have the fence fixed properly. All right. You happy with the verdict? I assume you are. I, I'm very happy. Definitely. Very good. All right. Congratulations. And that'll do it. Now let's join Judge Melian and her husband, Judge John, for another session of After the Verdict. When a plumber comes to your house and then damages your air conditioner, you don't have to, as a homeowner, say, uh, okay, you want to fix the air conditioner? Okay, go ahead, you do it, because he thinks he can do it for less money. That's of a fair, fair yeah. way to put it, Yeah, I mean, it, right? that's, you know, you're, and, and she was pretty reasonable. I mean, she was saying, look, let's barter, which would be cheaper for him. Because, right. you know. You would think so. So you would think he would have seized it. I don't know why he ended up losing a customer over this. Well, I mean, you know, I, I got to imagine he's doing a cost-benefit analysis all the time in his business. And he's looking at that two-week period and thinking, I'm going to lose more money if I don't hit the Jones yard, the Smith yard, do these other that's things. That's right. Or, so, you know, so then, you know, then that's it. She falls by the wayside. And, right. you know, who can blame her? She goes right. and she gets somebody uh, competent, qualified to go and do it quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sofa, look, if there is violence in an apartment and the landlord cannot stop it by going to them and saying, stop it or else, uh, the landlord can evict because it creates a problem for other tenants in the building and could even constitute a safety threat. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Myrna Dorival. She says she agreed to rent an apartment from the defendant who promised it would be ready in two weeks. She believed that promise and paid a deposit. As time got closer to moving in, she realized the place was not going to be ready. It had smoke damage from prior tenants and, quite frankly, looked like a drug hangout. She wasn't about to expose her children to that. She told the defendant she wanted her deposit back just 24 hours after giving it to her, and she refused to return it. So she's suing for $1,300. This is the defendant, Brenda K. Escobalas. She says she's been managing buildings and apartments for 20 years. She has a four-man crew. And when she promises a place will be ready on time for move-in day, it's ready. This woman simply got cold feet. Deposits are non-refundable, and she's sorry, but she's not returning any monies. She's accused of making a tenant mad. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says 
that she was going to move into the defendant's apartment and it was supposed to be ready in two weeks from the time she signed the lease. It wasn't ready. She wants out. But the defendant says she's been doing this for years. And when she says it's ready, it's ready. It's the case of ready or not. Here I come. Thank you, Douglas. Ms. Dorabal, can you tell me why you've come to court today suing someone you've known a long time who's helped you get other apartments before? You gave her some money and she won't return it to you, correct? Yes. What happened? You found an apartment, you liked it, and you gave a deposit? I find an apartment. Um, I reached out to Brenda. I find an apartment from her. Um, the fortunately, when I went to see the apartment, it was really bad in there. And I tried to explain to her what, why I didn't want to take the apartment. But yeah, I but hold on one was... second. Did, hold on, hold mm -hmm. on, hold on. Did you give her the 1300 after you saw it? I gave her the 1300 yes, two days after After, after I you the... saw it. All right, so yes. if you didn't want it, why did you give her the 1300 Because she said she was going to get everything fixed, clean, ready to go. But I had to give By the deposit by the 14th. I was supposed to okay. move in on the 14th. Okay, and then what happened? So in order for her to get the apartment ready for me, I had to leave her a deposit. But when, she, when I reached out to her after I gave her the deposit to see if the apartment was going to be ready, she said she could only clean it and be able to maybe do a little touch-up. But from what I see, it doesn't look like something that just need a touch-up. It needed to be trashed out. It needed to be fixed. It was leaking. Issue was going on inside. The patio screen was completely broken, needed to be done. The slide door was broken, the bathrooms was damaged, and the shower was very moldy. So I, within the time that I gave her the deposit, I gave her the deposit when did thinking you, she... How much later did you tell her I don't want the place? Couple hours later. I gave it to her on a okay, Friday Okay, so if you told her evening. a couple of hours, stop, 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 stop. So if you give her a deposit, and then a couple of hours later you say, I want my deposit back, it has nothing to do with a change in circumstances because it's only a couple of hours later. So nothing changed from the time that you agreed to give the deposit to the time that you changed your mind about having given the deposit. It's not like you waited, you looked, and then you saw that they weren't going to finish or anything else. What's the real reason? Why did you change your mind? Because she said that she couldn't fix what some of the stuff that was needed worked on. She said she was well, going to try to reach out. Why didn't you have that clear up between the two of you before you hand her the money? Tell her, I want these 10 things fixed. Are they going to be fixed? And get that in writing, and then you give a deposit. Because with that, when that, that afternoon when we meet up, I told her this is what I needed to get done. We text back and forth about the apartment. Oh, show me the she text where you tell her I need this or that done. Show me the text, because I have the texts. This is one page. Two um, so I'm looking here. Uh, do you have anything for me? She says, yes, in a really nice neighborhood. The door is unlocked. You can go right in, blah, blah, blah. And then, then you say, hey, it's OK, Brenda. It's going to cost me way more than 650 to get a proper fix done in that apartment. I'll pay the full deposit of 1300 for him to fix everything in there. One, patio screens need to be changed out. Laundry room shelf all worn out. Two, the vertical blinds need to be changed out. Three, is this what you're holding up? Yeah, I got it. Three, yes. the kitchen cabinets are all worn out, falling apart on the inside. Four, kitchen light platform is falling off and also broken. 
Five, apartment needs, this is actually a really good list. Needs full paint, the walls are pretty dirty. Six, the smell of smoke inside is very heavy, it needs an ozone machine. Seven, all the blinds are broken, need to be replaced. Eight, the second bedroom closet door is broken. Nine, the second bathroom is broken. These things are gonna cost me way more. So 1300 for a security deposit, it's really a lot, especially since the apartment's not in great condition. You say, okay. And then what happens? You say Thank that it's you. gonna be okay, and did anything go wrong, Ms. Escobalas? Well, all of a sudden it wasn't gonna be okay? No. I mean, it was literally the next day. I told her that we were going to start on Monday. And we did start on Monday. But on Saturday, like, what I did because I knew her was I already had held the apartment for almost 10 days without even receiving the deposit because I knew her. And she said, but I've seen it and I really want it. And I said, okay, as soon as you leave the deposit, then I'll get them in there and I'll get them start working. And the only discussion that I told her that it would might be a problem was the kitchen cabinets. And I said, maybe later after you move in, we can discuss changing them out. I said, but I will when paint did you inside tell her them that? and I will repair when them. Did you, when, did you, when did you tell her that? When did you tell her maybe later well, after you move that's in? That's when we, we met in the apartment, when we met in the apartment, when she gave me the deposit. Is this before or after you give her the 1300 that you tell her that? This is when we were talking, when we met in the apartment. She went once herself, by Before herself. Before or after she gives you the 1300 After, I believe. I think after. We had the discussion the okay, time well, she was, after, at the time then, she was giving she it to me. That, all right, I got it. So now, uh, so when she tells you, I really don't want it, if he's not going to fix everything I demanded when I gave them the deposit, and it turns out um, you, I see in numerous texts, are assuring her that you're going to give her the money once it's re-rented. Is that right? Right. And then she went to court and filed a lawsuit before I had a chance to even do it. It was literally like six days later. <laughs> so that, after that, there was nothing I could do. Did you file a lawsuit six days later? Did you literally file a case against her six days later? Yes, the only reason I did that, she sent me a text message saying that she had the apartment ready to go i choose not to get it so i feel like she was trying to ambush me by saying she had already have it ready for me she didn't have it ready for me because everything happened within one week i had it ready in three days it was ready on wednesday to it's move not, you in know what i, I think the ready it. not ready ready not ready is truthfully isn't an issue for me you had it re-rented by when by the 14th oh so no harm no foul you're not any damages is that why you right. told her several times you'd give her the money and you didn't sure. want to give it to her because she filed a lawsuit against you. So because now you're going to make her work for her money. Not really. I, I don't just, blame I you. Just it's okay. Be honest. I mean, I was like, wow, I didn't even see it coming. I've known this girl for like so long and I rented her, her literally her first apartment with her kids. I saw her kids. Be, I had no I don't have any hard feelings for her. I like Mina. I mean, she calls me all the time. And how are you? How are you and your family? Like we've always kept in touch. And this is not the first time I've showed her an apartment. I've spent time with her showing her other apartments, but she wasn't ready to take the step. And I never pushed her. I had another apartment at right. Linwood I'm looking that they at were putting some brand new kitchen Wait. cabinets in. All right, but here's <laughs> here's some text for me. I'll have your check within the next two hours. Okay, I'll meet you in the property. Can I meet you in the property? Yes, I'll text as soon as I have it. I'm on my lunch break. Can I come now? Brenda, it's been two hours, and you're telling her, listen, my whole life doesn't revolve <laughs> around it. And, 
You guys go back and forth. What we have here is a failure to communicate, boy. Yes, it was. It was then a journey. Then she says, I feel I like you're afraid. giving me the runaround. Just give me the owner's number. Why is it so hard? Yada, yada, yada. All right. Um, it sounds to me like you had, you normally tell people this is a non-refundable deposit, right? I always. But you didn't this time. And not no, only because did you not I this time, her. you also assured her, I know, but you also assured, typically deposits are non-refundable. Guess what? Deposits are non-refundable, Ms. Doraval. You don't get them back if you change your mind. Now, she's got a good reason for wanting this one back, which is that when I asked you the question, when did you tell her you're not going to get new cabinets, you said after. And then you said, well, during. So there's enough wiggle room there. And when I add to right. that the fact that you told her over and over and over you were going to give it back to her and that she's relying on that to be able to get the new place because she thinks that she's going to be getting her money back to get a new place, I'm going to order you to go ahead and return this security deposit in this very limited circumstances. Verdict for the plaintiff, well, $1,300. Thank you, folks. Thank Not you. any of my time refunded. Okay. <laughs> so the plaintiff is going to get her refund back. Ms. Escobales, let me ask you a question. You're the defendant. You, you're the one who has to give the money back to her. You okay with doing that now? I mean, you are, you know her, you know her a long time. Well, I just, I just was kind of surprised she didn't give me any time to try and um, get her back something. But what I'm very shocked at is that the time that I spent, that I usually get paid half a month's rent to as my fee to rent these apartments and take my time and spend my energy and i'm getting absolutely nothing out of it and i've lost time today yeah. from my own job and my own work to do this because she wanted to go to court so i'm not really happy about it and i'm done with it let me ask you one other question did you really get it fixed up so it's nice and you know it sounded like it was in really yep i have a tenant condition. in there right now who pays rent and she and she loves the place and i fixed it perfect the only thing I didn't do was change the cabinets. I did everything else in the apartment she wanted. All right. Well, she'll get her money back. Thank you very much. You're very nice about it. All right, Ms. Doravell, I have a question for you. Let me ask you a quick question. When you looked at the apartment and made that list of things that you thought needed repair, why didn't you why did you want the apartment? Why didn't you keep looking for something else? The space. I have two small children that I wanted, the, it, it was big enough for me and the girls. All right. Well, that's good enough reason for where you live. All right, Miss Doravel, you're getting your money back. Congratulations. You happy now? Thank you. Yes, I am very happy. Thank you. You are welcome. All right. That'll do it for this case. Now, let's get some more fascinating conversation between Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, after the verdict. Marilyn, you and I have been down these mean streets a few times before of trying to find a good apartment for our kids in, in areas that were in high demand where it's hard to get them. And when you deal with a broker or some third party who's not the landlord especially, you can pretty much presume it's going to be a non-refundable deposit in most cases, in right? In almost all cases. And whether it's a broker or not a broker, they're non-refundable. That's how part. That's work. how the default, in other words, a default position is that the right. deposit is non-refundable if you change your mind. I think what made this one different and special is that she was right. She gave that entire laundry list of right. things at, before she gave the deposit. When I asked the defendant, um, when did you tell her that you uh, weren't going to change a cabinet? I, I said, well, the day that we met there. Well, was it before or after? She said, after. And then, like, you know, a, a couple of seconds later, then said, during. 
you know? And, and, and how, how significant was it that the defendant in this case actually said, sure, I'll give you your deposit Well, back. she said it so many times that I think those two things just put it over the hurdle where it's just not fair not to give it back to her. And, um, and you know, plus she waited and waited to get it back. I mean, she did file a lawsuit within six a days. A, a bit of a race to the courthouse. Well, she, yeah, she sprinted to the courthouse, <laughs> but she really should have given it just a little bit more time. Perhaps. And then she would have avoided the courthouse, maybe, altogether. Right. And the additional five or six month wait. That right. <laughs>
All right. Now, you have them sign a document that I have in my possession that says that upon termination, they have to return all supplies and uniforms, et cetera, to you. But I'm kind of curious, yes. how, do, how do they return the supplies if the supplies are used when they're at the venues? What do they have to give back to you? Just the supplies that they have left over? And the uniform. And the uniforms. OK. All right. Now, uh, tell me how Ms. Lorraine was terminated. What happened? Well, I called her, uh, as I do every Thursday, to give the weekend schedule. And I told her that I wanted her to work somewhere else other than where she was working. And she refused to and uh, hung up the phone. So I called her back and told her that if she's not willing to comply, then she would be terminated. Uh, so well, when are you terminated for hanging up on you? So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, so what day of the week is it that you're calling her? Thursday for the weekend schedule. All right. And what day did, was she supposed to work? Friday and Saturday. Okay. But she told you in that phone call, I'm not working. Exactly. All right. You're suing for failure to show up at work for $93.75. If you had a day's notice that she wasn't going to show up, why didn't you just get someone else? There was no one else available. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Ms. Lorraine. What happened? Why were you so angry? Because the, the, from the moment I started, I was working at the nightclub consistently, Fridays and Saturdays. And then all of a sudden, you know, from that last uh, encounter, he just took it away from me. Like, like two weeks straight, he just took it away from me and wanted to send me to a venue that he had sent, sent me previously. But I only made like $20 in tips, and that didn't even cover the parking. So I was, you know, I didn't want to go back there. But I was working this one venue that I love working, and it was Friday. How much Saturday. money would the you tips, make? Oh, the tips were good, like, like two hundred dollars. Yes, really. It was really, really. You know, good. I, anytime I see a bathroom attendant, I, I start to get agita because I don't bring my purse to the. I guess in a nightclub right. I would, but if I'm right. at a restaurant. I don't bring my purse to the bathroom, and then I'm like, oh, I got to remember this, and then I'm stressed, and then I leave the restaurant, and I'm in the car, uh, you know, and then, you know, I, all of a sudden, I'm, I, I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't tip her, and I just, it just stresses right. me out so much. Does, does this happen to you, Douglas? Um, it has happened. I, I don't ever remember yeah, being that stressed, though. Venmo me. I, it, was, it was a really, really good gig. You I had let people money. Venmo you? Oh, my gosh. And Cash App. One lady gave me a $200 Venmo, Venmo uh, tip. What did you do so for her that she gave you a $200 tip? I was just nice to her, looking That's out for her. She, awesome. You know, she was, you know, she was having a good time, so I was just looking out for her each time she came in, so she gave me a $200 tip. That's that's nice. That's nice. Let me ask you a question, though. I realized that you no longer wanted to work for him, but you did sign a document that says that you would return the uniforms, the, I guess there's a basket or something, and whatever the remainder of the supplies are. Why didn't you return that to him? Uh, I was. I had intentions on uh, bringing it back to him, but someone broke into my car and took it. Okay. How do you figure that if you sign a document saying you're responsible for something to someone, that you wouldn't be just because your car gets broken into. If you have a legal obligation 
to right. to return something, then you're you're still going to be liable for it. Now, Mr. Um, Chris, tell me, how is it you're going to prove to me that the cost of that uniform and the supplies is two hundred and fifty dollars? You I have receipts. I sent you a receipt. I sent you a receipt. You sent me one receipt. You sent me one receipt, and that receipt's for fifty dollars. Where are all the other receipts to prove up the value of the things you're saying? I, and the stuff I was from the 99-cent store. Hold on, my dear. I'm talking to Mr. Chris now. Go ahead. I, I do not have that receipt. Right. Okay. So what time is it, Douglas? It's feeling like some rough justice, Your Honor. That's uh -oh. right. Some rough justice. Okay. So, Mr. Uh, Chris, you are suing for the figure of 250 but you don't have receipts that total up to that. 9375 for failure to show up at work, because I guess that's what you would have made, but you didn't assign somebody else, because you didn't have somebody else, but, you know, she gave you the day's notice. As soon as you told her, I need you to work there, she said, no, I won't. Um, so I don't know how much more notice she could have given you. And then you're suing for $100 in damaged reputation. Explain that to me. Well, we have a reputation for being on time and being punctual, and uh, uh, she ruined that. What? Yeah, but you had a day's notice. You could have had somebody else be there. You have a counterclaim against him for $2,000 for pain and suffering. What is that about? Because he, 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 when he took me off my assignments, you know, that really messed me up financially. It was, you know, I have two kids I take care of. So when he took that away from me, you know, that was a lot of pain and suffering. Okay, but don't be silly. How does that entitle you to $2,000? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, who's going to pay me for my pain and suffering? On your counterclaim against Mr. Chris, my verdict is zero, as you probably knew it would be. And on Mr. <laughs> Chris's uh, lawsuit against you, he is right that you're supposed to return the uniform, any leftover supplies. And, you know, I've got to I kind of guess at what that's worth. I'm going to uh, value that at $100 and find a judgment in favor of Mr. Chris for $100. So the plaintiff prevails, and Lorraine's going to have to give Mr. Chris $100. Lorraine, what do you think about that? I'm a little disappointed I didn't get my counterclaim, but I'm glad it's over. You knew you weren't going to win $2,000. <laughs> Did you know that from the beginning? I knew I, I knew I wasn't, but, you know, it's just the, it's just the principle of it. I, you know, I made some good tips at that location, so... Okay. Well, I'm sorry for it. I don't guess you'll be working for Chris anymore, will you? I think it's over now since you sued him. Or no, he sued you. Anyway, oh, he sued me. I would love to go back, but only if I can work at the same location. All right. Well, I'll ask him. Thank you very much. Chris, let me ask you, why did you reassign her? You, you realized it was a big money difference for her, didn't you? No, actually, I didn't. I gave her the assignment, and when I hired her, I explained to her that no assignment is permanent. I could need you in Anaheim. I could need you in Santa Monica, wherever, uh, wherever I need you. That's what I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna assign you. I guess you've learned about how valuable some of these assignments are to your employees, right? Yeah, but this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, it's happened many times before. All right. May I ask you a quick question? You say you you cater or you help out at award shows. What kind of award shows? You're in L.A. You're near Hollywood. Oh, yeah. What shows? Yeah. Yeah. We've done the SAG Awards before. We've done the Academy Awards. Uh, 
that's about uh, the extent of it. Well, good for you. Sounds like you got a good business going. All right, congrats. Well, you're going to get $100. I hope you're satisfied. You don't have any other choice, Thank quite you. frankly. You're welcome. <laughs> you. All right, let's 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 join Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, for another edition of After the Verdict. So 200 bucks a night in tips is a pretty good gig. Yeah. But I guess in that business, you don't know if you're going to be at the $200 a night place one day and at the bus station the next day and maybe right. not making quite as much. Right. But, Right. But, I imagine it's hard to keep employees that way when you uh, don't know how much money is going to be coming in. But No doubt. Uh, but here uh, we had an example of somebody who would have got paid more probably if he had all of his receipts. And it's the people who are the type A people who save every receipt, document every little detail, people like you. Me. Who are, <laughs> who are going to end up getting paid on their day in court because they're going to be able to show the damages and prove the damages. Yeah, right? and actually, since this is a recurrent expense for him um, because he's got to buy more uniforms or whatever, it, it wouldn't that be that hard for him to tap, to show all of the receipts. Right. It wouldn't be gotten, that hard. Could have gotten a bigger judgment. Right, right. Dave, this is a state-by-state -state issue. It varies wildly, so depending on where you live, will determine what you have to do with masks.